Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. Hebrews 9, 16-22 For where there is a testament, there must also be of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people, according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the power of your word. We thank you that your word is life, your word is truth, your word is complete. And Lord, in this house, we just declare that we preach your word from Genesis through to Revelation without fear and without compromise. And this morning as I bring, Lord, this message, Father God, that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer is my prayer. That you, Lord God, would speak through me. That you, Lord God, would just give each one who hears my voice this morning the ability to hear your voice, your words through me this morning, both in this place and online. I thank you, Father God, for the power of your word, by the power of your spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that you are with us. And Father God, that you are the one who gets all the praise and all the glory and all the honour because it's all about you. We thank you. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Do you know what? In the church in these days, there is a, there's a real scarcity of preaching on the blood of Jesus, on end times, on Jesus coming back. And uh, Pastor Vic was one who always spoke on end time, prophetic word through the Bible as well. And, um, you know, sometimes we've got to come back to basics, not our favourite scriptures, not our favourite whatever but let's get back to the basics of what the word says about the blood of Jesus and I just pray my prayer for each one of us today is that everyone would receive a complete new revelation or a building on of the revelation and foundation of what you already have through his word old testament sacrifices Brett touched on this in communion They're always about providing the perfect blood sacrifice, but you know what? They could never atone. They could never pay the price because there was never perfection and because we could never, ever keep every letter of the law that was written for us in the Old Testament. So we needed a new covenant, a new testament. And transactions between God and man are sometimes called a covenant. Here, as a testament, the covenant is an agreement between two or more parties about things that are or may be in their own power, either with or without a mediator. A testament is a voluntary act and a deed that a person duly executes and has witnesses. It's a legal document 
which leaves legacies to those nominated and which can only take effect upon the death of the testator. It's not dependent on the recipients, but on the grace and the will of the one that's giving it. And in this case, I want to really zero in on Jesus and on us today. The New Testament shows the incredible necessity and and the efficiency of the blood of Christ to make the New Testament valid and effectual, that he paid the price, a once-for-all price paid for all time, so that Old Testament sacrifices never had to go ahead again. And you know, in Israel at this time, the Temple Institute is trying to institute the building of the third temple and the institution of new sacrifices yet again because they're still waiting for their Messiah but we know he has come and his name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. He's amazing. Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood there is no remission. That means there's no price paid. You see, it's the blood that makes atonement for us all, pays the price for us all. And only the blood of a sinless, perfect Jesus could do that. So what does the blood do? What does the blood do? That sinless blood of Jesus, it pays the price. The price. Jesus Christ was the vicarious offering. And a vicarious offering, it's a really fancy word, which just means he took the place of another. And Jesus took the place of you and I and every person that's ever been born, ever and ever will be born. That price has been paid. That once for all price that has been paid for us because of the blood of Jesus. You see, in the old days, um, you, if you were in slavery... If you were a slave, there's only one way that you could achieve your freedom and that was if somebody redeemed you. Somebody paid that price to set you free. And it was necessary for that price to be paid. And so for all of us, the Bible says we are dead in our trespasses and sin. So we are slaves to what has ensnared us. But Jesus Christ paid that Jesus Christ paid the price once for all for us that we would know the freedom, that he would redeem us. He came with the sole purpose in mind to pay that price for us. And I'm going to say that a lot today, but I tell you what, people, if we could really get it into our spirits that the price has been paid for us and we can have victory in Jesus, our lives might look a little different to what they did yesterday And God's mercies are new every morning and he's got a plan for every single one of us. A plan that is yet to be outworked. Some of it has already come to pass, but some of it is still to be outworked. And we need to trust him with our very lives and everything that we do. Amen? Whoa, he paid the price. That's why the virgin birth of Christ was such a miracle. Matthew 1, 18 to 20. um, The word says that what is conceived in her... That is Mary, is of the Holy Ghost. You see, God provides a way whereby Jesus could be perfectly human and yet not have the blood of sinful humanity. The mother's blood, I did a little bit of research on this, it never actually crosses the placenta to the baby. Science says that one of the placenta's jobs is to make sure the blood from the mother and the fetus never mixes, and that's science. And God created science. Good science is always of God, isn't it? The placenta acts as an exchange surface between the mother and the fetus. And through that, nutrients and oxygen are passed over by diffusion only. So Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary by the Holy Spirit. 
and the blood of the Father only was in Jesus. Isn't that incredible? That perfect blood of the Father. That blood that is perfect with no sin, no disease, no genetic dysfunctions, issues, chromosome disorders, (laughs) no COVID. He was the perfect Lamb of God and had no sin in him. Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. It's the blood of Jesus that makes atonement for every single one of us. You see, have, we've got life. We've come from death to life because of the blood of Jesus, which he gave for us all. And every single person in this room and online and everyone ever born and ever to be born can receive that life because of what Jesus has done for us. You see, we are in him, the righteousness of God. He redeems us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. He became a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And of course, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. What the blood of Jesus does is it pardons us. The price is paid. He pardons us from all our sins. Christ was the propitiation for our sins. And propitiate means to render favour. He saw us in our sins, died for us, to render the favour of the holy God of Israel upon each one of our lives, that we would know that life in him. John 1, 1 John 4.10 In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, God hates the sin. God hates sin. God cannot look upon sin. And when Christ hung on that cross for us, the Father couldn't look upon him because God, God, a holy God, could not look upon the sin that his son took upon himself on that cross at Calvary. He cannot look at sin. But he loves the sinner. That's why we can all stand here today, clothed in his righteousness. When God looks at us, he sees us through a veil of the righteousness of Christ. Pastor Vic used to do a thing with a hanky once upon time. He'd say, here's us with all our sin and our fights and the work that's going on inside of us. The the battles that we face daily, sometimes minute by minute and then the blood of Jesus covers us and that's the righteousness over us and so when a holy father looks at us he sees the righteousness of Christ on us and even though we're not perfect and that work is going on on the inside 
as we look to God and as we allow him to work in us, he builds us line by line, precept by precept and makes us the best us that we can be. God hates the sin but he loves the sinner. Isaiah 53.5 says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. You see, we are brought back into the favour of God because of the blood of Jesus and what he's done for us. Christ is the mediator of a New Testament to redeem us, to pay the price for our sins committed against the law because we could never keep all the law, as I said, We could never, ever tick all those boxes and yet Jesus, his grace is sufficient for us. He's amazing. We are no longer under that law and yet not one jot, not one tittle of that law has gone except we are in the new covenant. We're under the grace of God. Is that a license for us to sin and then just keep running back to him? Not willfully, no. We've got to do our best. And as we do our best, then we look to God because he's done his best for us. And we can continually keep that short account of the things that we fall short in. Say, Lord, I messed up. Lord, forgive me. Lord, keep me strong. Lord, make me strong. And he will. The blood of Jesus has paid the price for every single one of us. His grace is sufficient. And what else does the blood do? It purifies us. It makes us white as snow. Isaiah 1.18, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. 1 John 1.7 says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Cleansing is washing. Cleansing is cleaning. Cleansing is making us pure. Not in our own right, but because of what Jesus has done for us. We're not perfect. We're works in progress. But we can take hold of that finished work of the cross of Jesus and say, I'm not where I was. I'm not where I'm going to be. I thank God that I'm forgiven. I am redeemed. I am set free by the blood of Jesus. I know my Redeemer lives because he's paid that price for me once for all. And we can walk in surety. We can walk in incredible confidence that God is a good God, that God is a mighty God, that God's good plan for us will be outworked as we We hang on to the hand of the man who stilled the water, as the song says. Hold on to the man from Galilee. Allow him to fill you with his spirit daily so that you can walk in his presence and walk in his power and walk knowing that his word is eternal and it is for us as much today as it was 300 years ago, a 1,000 years ago, because it's eternal. And God is good. Amen? Too much? (laughs) I get passionate because of what Jesus has done for us. For me, it becomes so personal. I know my Redeemer lives. I know he is wonderful. Just like the Son of God did not come to be served but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. You see, he prevents us from that eternal death. 
incredible. Revelation 1.5 says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Amazing. He prevents us from death eternally. You see, when Moses, go back to our opening scripture, when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people saying, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And this blood and this water was signifying the blood and the water that came out of our Saviour's side when he was pierced on that cross. Isn't that incredible? The foreshadowing in the Old Testament of what was about to happen in the New. The justification and sanctification foreshadowed the the two sacraments of the New Testament, the baptism of water and the Lord's Supper which we've just had here in this house. And it was signified with a scarlet wool, signifying the righteousness of Christ and that we've got to all be clothed in him, especially in the days that we're living in now. And the hyssop, which was symbolic of the faith that we've got to apply in our walk daily in God. Hebrews 9, 28 says, So Christ was offered once, once, to bear the sins of many. And then we look at 1 Peter 1, 17. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. And that fear doesn't mean shiver and shake and quake. It means with awesome reverence for who he is knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The blood of Jesus protects us and empowers us. We have victory and power and freedom from the oppression of the enemy. We're justified through the blood of Jesus. And because of this... It's more than forgiveness. It's not, it's not just forgiveness. It's justification that makes us as if we've never sinned. Psalm says, as far as the east is from the west, he's removed our sins from us. And north from south is measurable. You measure from the north to the south and it's measurable. But east to west is indefinite. It goes on and on and on. That's why the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, he's removed our sins from us. So when we remember or someone reminds us of how bad we might have been, when we self-condemn because we don't feel like we're good enough or we're falling far below the mark, understand that Christ took your place on the cross for each one of us and paid that price and our sins are covered. We're under the blood. We are under his blood. He took our place when we accepted him as Saviour and Lord. And we all know 
the end of the day, he's going to present us spotless before the throne because of his blood. And the power that we have through the power of his word, Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. You see, we come under attack, all of us, in many ways and shapes, whether it's through our mind, through our health, through our souls, through family, through circumstances, all of us, we're on the front line and we come under attack. But the word says we overcame him, the enemy, by the power of the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You see, when we fix our eyes on Jesus and what he's done for us, doesn't matter what you go through in life, we can look to him knowing that we're assured in him. We have faith in him. And you know, I don't know about you, but some days I wake up and I think, I'm still here. (laughs) God's not finished with us yet. We have a work to do. But some days are harder than others. And I find myself encouraging myself in the word when those days are hard. God, you knew I was going to feel like this. And we can all say that. You knew what we'd be facing. And yet, you died for us. You did it for us. Because you're not finished with us yet. And I'm encouraged by that. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start right over again, as the word says. Some word. (laughs) Sometimes the attack comes when we're at our subconscious dreams, sometimes. Sometimes I've woken through the night from a dream where the enemy is trying to strangle me. And all I can do is squeak the name of Jesus out of my mouth. Or the blood of Jesus, I'll speak the, ju- the blood of Jesus when I'm under attack. And you know what? It goes straight away. It goes straight away. And sometimes it's just a squeak. Sometimes we're so under it, we don't even recognise the attack of the enemy. But the minute that we do, we understand that, that the enemy is trying to undermine unauthorised and and control our lives the way he wants us to instead of the way God has ordained our lives be. Speak the name of Jesus. I speak Jesus over that situation. I speak the blood of Jesus over that situation. And the word of our testimony, there was a story about um, Martin Luther, incredible man of God, who during a serious illness, the devil, this is, this is, We don't know how how true this is, but this is a story that's been handed down through the generations. Martin Luther was undergoing a serious illness. And according to the story, the devil entered his room with a great big scroll. And looking at Martin with a, a triumphant smile, unrolled the scroll which he carried in his arms. And as he threw it onto the floor... Um, It unwound itself and Luther's eyes read the long and fearful record of all of his own sins one by one. And legend has it that Martin Luther, when he saw all the sins that were written on that scroll, was like, wow, wow, this is bad. (laughs) This is bad. And sometimes we can feel like the enormity of the life we've led in the past has been really bad too. 
And suddenly it flashed into Luther's mind that there was one thing that was not written there and he cried out in a voice. He said, one thing you've forgotten, devil. The rest is all true. Everything that I did there is true, but you've forgotten one thing. And he said, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses from all sin. And as he said that, the accuser of the brethren disappeared and the heavy roll disappeared and Martin Luther rose up from his sick bed, healed. You see, no matter what we are coming under, the blood of Jesus, the word of God, the word of our testimony has the power to overcome whatever we are going through. No weapon formed against us shall prosper when we are in the will of God. Every tongue that rises against us, we will condemn in the word of God. Everything that comes against us when we are in the will of God, we know we are more than conquerors. We have victory in Jesus, always, eventually. Amen? Amazing God. When we are under attack, speak the name of Jesus. When you're driving in your car, speak the name of Jesus. Thank him for the blood. Thank him for the blood. Thank him for the price he paid for you and for me. Romans 8.1, no matter what we've done, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You see, we're forgiven, we're redeemed, the price is paid, we can walk in his purity, walk in his presence. Precious blood of Jesus. Lord, give us a revelation of that blood today. The blood of Jesus brings us into his presence. Ephesians 2.13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Jesus. Revelation 1.5, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests. And that scripture's been spoken already today. To his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. You see, the blood of Jesus has opened the way for us as believers into very presence, the amazing presence of God. You see, the, the veil between the outer sanctuary and the holy of holies was torn when Jesus died on that cross at Calvary. We now can enter into the very presence of God. Because of the blood of Jesus. And because of that, we can have that intimacy, that deep and abiding relationship with Him. We don't need to go to a priest to confess our sins. We don't need to go anywhere but to our knees because His presence is with us always by His Spirit. To live in God's presence. It's practice for heaven, you know. Walking daily with him. In this intimacy with God the Father, we know his perfect peace. We know his perfect rest. We can trust him 100% with all of our circumstances. In that intimacy with the Father, 
we can rest in him. We can lay all our loved ones at his feet. We can bring our prayers and petitions to him and then rest in his perfect, perfect will, knowing that God's got this. We need be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our request to him and the peace of God that passes all understanding, guards our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus, our Lord. You see, he will teach us and direct us as we come into that place of incredible intimacy with him. He'll guide us as we commune from a place of unsettledness and instability. He brings us into a place of total rest and peace and trust in him. And we do that because of the blood of Jesus. Christ made a way for us to come to him. I pray today that this would become our heart's desire to come closer, to know him more, to love him more. And as we love him more, we feel his love more for us. And it's all because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that from the beginning of time where there was no beginning of time, in the beginning, God, you were before time, before all. Lord, you made a plan that would bring us into that incredible intimacy with you, Father, because you know everything that would unfold. And Father, you sent your Son the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might know him as saviour, as Lord, as healer, as deliverer, as baptizer in the Holy Spirit, that you made a way for us, Lord God, that as Jesus lay on that cross and died, he bled for us and that precious blood of Jesus paid that one time for all price for every single one of us. There is no need for more sacrifice of goats and bulls because Jesus came, the perfect blood of Jesus has paid that price for us and because of that we have salvation. For anyone here today or online who does not know that assurance that they belong to Jesus and he belongs to them, I pray right now that you would reach out. We would reach out to you, Lord Jesus, and say, Lord Jesus, receive me, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, set my life upon the rock which is you, which is stability and assured, Lord God, that you would take my life and make me what you want me to be. Forgive my sins. Fill me with your spirit. Lead me in the path of life. Everlasting. For your name's sake we pray. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer today, please get in touch with us and we'd love to help you on your walk. But for those of us today here that are still sitting, Lord God, in this place, Father God, and I pray each one of us would know, Lord, the purity, the pardon that you've paid for us, the price you've paid for us, the protection that is available for us, Lord God. Lord, that you've paid the price through the precious blood of Jesus. And Father God, I pray for a revelation for every single one of us today that we would know, we would know, we would know the price has been paid. We're forgiven. 
And Lord, that your plan for us can be outworked as we take hold of the power of the cross, the power of the blood of Jesus and the power of your presence with us to move forward into every new day. Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands today and we declare your lordship over our lives, over our church, over our community, over our families, over our friends, Lord God. Lord, we speak Jesus over our community. We speak Jesus over our situations. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that protects us, keeps us safe, Lord God, from all of the attack of the enemy. And Father God, we thank you today that you made that way. Lord God, nothing takes you by surprise and we trust you today with every aspect of our lives, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you thanks for what you've done for us. We are grateful and we are thankful And Lord God, we dedicate ourselves from this day forward to walking in the fullness of your presence to make a difference, to reach the lost, to reach the not yet believers, Lord God, with the testimony that you've given us, what you've done in our lives. We commit ourselves into your precious, most trustworthy hands. And everybody said... In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.